The Romance of the Grand Tour I appear to be sauntering down memory lane as I write this latest article. Sitting here in the inspirational gallery of modern art, I'm reminded that it was my second home back in my art student days. Quite curious how art and antiques have evolved over the decades and centuries. Walking through installations of messy rooms, wax figures and other questionable forms of art, it really does feel a world away from the romance, the class and the sheer decadence of the Grand Tour. Two worlds are uncomfortably colliding as my fingers are typing. Today, the Grand Tour is associated with three well-known ruffians driving cars on TV. The Grand Tour I refer to was more of a customary coming-of-age tradition that was popular in the 17th, 18th and 19th centuries. The New York Times in 2008 lovingly described the tour as such. 300 years ago, wealthy young Englishmen began taking a post-Oxbridge trek through France and Italy in search of art, culture and the roots of Western civilization. With nearly unlimited funds, aristocratic connections and months or years to roam, they commissioned paintings, perfected their language skills and mingled with the upper crust of the continent. From 1660 until 1840s, a plethora of fine, upstanding, upper-class men, occasionally women, embarked on a journey of cultural discovery and self-discovery. In an age where exotic civilizations were only read about in a book, or not even discovered, certain works of art never seen and some of the finest music never heard, the tour must have been an awakening of the senses on a level unimaginable to our well-fed minds. It allowed the wealthy to flex some serious cultural muscle. Expansion of the mind was heavily sought after in curious times. This knowledge was then shared with the poor unfortunates that remained at home. Travelling through Europe, North Africa and the Holy Land, the tour could last up to four years. No mean feat considering the perils of travel at the time. The result is an incredibly rich antique heritage where some of the finest Renaissance pieces languish in our good country. Today we bring back fridge magnets and keyrings as souvenirs from far-flung lands. The souvenirs of the day were specially commissioned works of art, bronzes, gargantuan marble statues, crates of exquisite books, even fountains. How our souvenirs have fallen. We may come back with a hastily drawn comical caricature from a street artist's. Tourists would come back with a canaletto or two. We may take in the sights of the Eiffel Tower. They sifted through the ruins of Pompeii and Herculaneum. The downside of the tour was that countries such as France, Italy, Spain, Germany became victims of stereotype which still resonate today. As observed in Jean Gailhard's 1678 Complete Gentleman, French courteous, Spanish lordly, Italian amorous, German clownish. The substantial upside is that the tour educated 200 years of civilians and brought us some of the most exquisite, rare, culturally irreplaceable artefacts we could ever have dreamt of. 
we must realise the influence the Grand Tour had on collecting as a whole. Were it not for the Tour, many styles may never have existed. Chippendale, Rococo, Renaissance Revival, Adams. Many pieces are safely housed in museums and vast private collections. Occasionally, pieces can appear in the market and fetch great prices. Think 18th century Wedgwood, French glassware, Italian bronze. Do we have any of these pieces tucked away in our own attics and homes? Perhaps. Who knew where our ancestors roamed? I have seen a few myself when perusing homes on the peninsula. Authenticity is key. It needs to be of the era, as we are in a world where even reproductions have reproductions. The sheer romance joie de vivre of the Grand Tour lies in the fact that we are handling the most magnificent souvenirs whose sole purpose was to educate and expand the mind and one's life journey. Even in this day and age, we are all on our own personal Grand Tour in search of souvenirs along the way to enrich our lives and justify our existence. Some souvenirs you cannot put a price on.